It's the Ben's Punani woman's baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Every sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sipping here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something, you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you Soon as I stopped worrying, worrying how the story ends, when I let go and I let God, let God have his way, that's when things started happening, when I stopped looking at back then. When I let go and I let God, let God have his way. You know, I wouldn't have referred to God as a he, but you know, sometimes these gospel songs... You just put your gen your your gender something something. You put it to the side so you can really exercise your vocal cords. Okay, okay. Well, I'm back. I'm back once again. It is me, the baby girl Kalechi Kalechi Okafo, in the place to be, and you are listening, watching SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. Firstly, I want to apologize for last week. Let me tell you, because you know, I don't know what Uranus aspects I've got going on right now or what's happening with my Mercury, right? Well, I could look, but I'm not clearly, you could see. So last week I set up the whole system, you know, set up my laptop, did this, did that, connected everything. The only thing I didn't do, so I basically, I switched on my Roadcaster, so that's what I record the podcast on to. It's like this um, podcast recording desk, right? So I switched it on, but I didn't connect the wire from the Roadcaster to my laptop. So I could hear myself because the Roadcaster switched on, but it wasn't connected to the laptop. So it wasn't feeding the laptop any sound. So the work that Brent and Jonathan had to do in order to add in, you know, the little sound clips that I was listening to, all of that. Like they had to add that after the fact because I went to play it back and I was just like, what? Like, why Why is it the only thing we hear is my laptop heavy breathing? And also MacBook sort it out. But like, I really had to just check it and be like, Kalechi, enough is enough. Whatever, whoever's, whoever in my father's village that is interfering with my technicalities and my technicoolies, right? I bind you. I bind you in the name of all that is supreme in the celestial realms. I t- I will t- I tie you and that your nonsense. I tie you to a tree and leave you there. Because what is this? Every other week, there is something with me and technology. What the hell? But then again, I've got an Aquarius 11th house, right? And so Aquarius rules technology, uh, innovations, because it's ruled by Uranus and large groups of people and community or whatever. But because it's ruled by Uranus, there's just like disruptions, like sudden disruptions and all of that. But I'm just making excuses. I just need to, I'm going to say I need to do better. But at the same time, I have to show compassion to myself. Like I do a lot. 
So I feel like in the midst of juggling Lev, work, uh, the rollout of um, Edge of Here, my upcoming short story collection, the live show that I'm meant to be doing, um, you know, for the launch of the book, all of these things are just general life. And I've got other deadlines to me as well. I keep telling you about the novel that I need to write. All of these things. And a baby girl is exhausted. Like, let's keep it buck. Like, I am exhausted. And this week, let me tell you, baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries, this week has been a madness. My tummy my tummy, and I don't know if you remember a few episodes ago, I literally said it. I said, when I'm stressed, where the stress seems to culminate is either in my um, bowels or my shoulders. So I'll start getting like stomach pain, what, all of that stuff, but not like major, major, but just like ugh. this week. Nah. When I say you explosive diarrhea, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because not enough people say the things that they need to say Out of nowhere For days on end Like who have I wronged? My enemies are after me Who have I wronged? Olodumare, please Deal with them Let your daughter thrive in this life All the people that I've cursed and I've said Thunder fire in your yash Thunder fire in your yash Imagine now the thunder redirected The, th- the thunder got broadband and found its way to my own yash. I rebuke it. I rebuke it. But no, on another, you know, less hilarious tip. It's just been a lot. I feel like, you know, for for not saying too much because, you know, how different peoples and countries' legislations be. Let's say that somebody was microdosing mushrooms, right? Let's say. Now, the thing is, mushrooms, in terms of psilocybin, It's so intelligent that it will draw You might be like, oh, what I want to get out of this experience is rare, rare, rare But it's in your system It won't give you what you want It'll give you what you need And I was literally saying, oh, oh, my bowels I hold tension in my bowels So now let's say that somebody was microdosing in that way then guess where it's going to go and release that tension So I was going up and down going I've got food poisoning I've got food poisoning God I rebuke it I rebuke it I rebuke it But also so her house Can you just like cook your eggs all the way through Like I don't know why restaurants generally just struggle With like just cook the eggs the way that people want their eggs But I'm not saying that that's the case I'm just saying like by the by Anyway um, th- Clearly there's just a lot of tension Right. And it reminded me of the ayahuasca ceremonies that I did where a lot of my time was spent crying, crying for different reasons, crying out of gratitude, crying out of decades long uh, of sorrow, just crying, crying, crying. But it's what I needed to do. Other people who experience ayahuasca, they're laughing a lot of the time. So our bodies are so intelligent. And that's why in human design, it says pay attention to what your body's saying, not necessarily what your mind is saying, because your mind is so easily conditioned by the society that we find ourselves in. We see it play out all the time on social media, how groupthink works and how you can know in your heart of hearts that this is your view on something. But then you see the way that everybody else is talking about something and you're like, oh, my, maybe I need to go and join them. 
like, let me go and put my own mouth there as well. Well, I don't tend to roll like that. If I find that the majority um, of people are saying something that I don't agree with, I'd rather just stay quiet because all you will now come and do is they'll now start wanting to beat your head because you don't agree with what they've said. So I'd rather just look and be like, I don't agree because more time, sooner rather than later, the my view, my initial view is what then comes round. Uh, but I say all of that to say like, our bodies are magnets towards our destiny, right? So our bodies remember the way. And so we just have to let our bodies lead the way in that regard. But I'm again talking about that very loosely because sometimes bodies have reactions and like I'm I'm just starting thinking about other things in terms of trigger warning assault and stuff when people are like, oh, why you keep saying no, but your body's saying yes. Like, no, I'm not talking about them sort of things. I'm just talking about with us as individuals with our own bodies and ourselves. But um yeah, and I was drinking reishi mushroom uh, mushroom tea, chaga, um, and cordyceps. And I think like as somebody that doesn't tend to have mushrooms generally, like just any type of mushroom really, it's not really in my diet like that I think over the past few weeks My body having this Like load Of overload Of different types of fungus Or fungi Must have been like Whoa girl Girl Excuse me What's your name Ooh oh. So much mushrooms I can't take it I can't take it Let's have babies Baby Doesn't even rhyme Doesn't make sense Doesn't make sense <laughs> Doesn't make sense So what's so funny Maybe it's the performer in me But before I press record on this thing I was like I do not want to be here today I do not want to do this I'm in a foul mood I don't want to do this But again I think that that's what's so beautiful About this journey You know that I'm, I've been on so far this year With plant medicine That like even when I know that I'm upset or I should be upset or I'm upset about something, it doesn't go all the way into my body. Whereas before it would like enter my body completely. Whereas now I'm just like, oh, that I don't like that. So I'm not going to be around it. Like people are so surprised by me because people that I would have cast their blood clot out in January. Now I'm just like, I'll just say, oh, I don't, I don't have anything to say right now. I'm processing things. Thanks so much. And I, I'm still able to, basically it's weird. I'm able to compassionately compartmentalize different things that are happening and not tie my emotions to the things. So the changes are very subtle, but when I look at how I'm dealing with situations, I'm like, rah, like I'm, I'm a real baby girl out here. Like I'm really maturing. I went somewhere the other day and then, There's this person that I feel like has been giving me weird vibes Since we had one kind of conversation Anyway, I don't know I just feel like sometimes people feel like When you start, they like you Until it feels like you're encroaching on their sense of superiority Like they had you in a particular box And so they gather people like Pokemon Like you're good for this You're good for this You're good for this All of you make me look good But I have control over all of you But what they didn't bank for Is that no motherfucker has control over me So I'm going to move how I want to move So what you then start picking up Is a weird sort of energy So I was somewhere the other day And um, 
they were there. And I don't know, I again, what I find with plant medicine is that you become so aware of like energy shifts and it's different to hypervigilance as a trauma response from when I was younger, you know, growing up and all of that stuff where shifts in your home and your parents' behavior, all of that stuff had you on edge and you need to preempt it in order to kind of like protect yourself from being cussed out or whatever, whatever, right? Now it's just like, oh, these are your feelings that I'm starting to pick up on. I don't want it. I don't want it. Rather than carrying everybody's higgy hagger, it's like, I don't want it. With my Scorpio stellium, I think that that also means that I feel things more in the bowels because Scorpio rules the bowels. Um, and that's why I guess Scorpio men are the way that they are. Anyway, sorry, that was un Kelechi, that was such unnecessary shade. Sorry. 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 All I'm saying is that, whoa, whoa, it's been a lot on my tummy. And what's mad is that I had said, uh, just before I started feeling that discomfort, I said, you know, everything that's happening at the moment, actually, I'm going to talk about it later. It was from around Monday. So I made the video about the um, what's transpired regarding the Stephen Lawrence murder that happened 30 years ago and the information that's come up since. I made a video and I think in the captions I wrote that I just want to rest, get into bed, have get a tummy massage, probably, preferably from pendulum massage and a head massage as well. It's like, again, the body's so intelligent. Like I knew like, oh, I need something and I'm keeping tension. But yeah. Well, I said all of that to say, sorry that, my um my my microphone was not connected last week clearly i need to but i'm not going to say that cuz that's that's how we got onto this conversation in it i'm not going to say things like i need to step my pussy up and i need to get my act together because my act is more together than a lot of people that I know, like I'm doing great, sweetie. And so if one week you have my mic heavy breathing, then it is what it is. You know, I, I'm sorry that you would have heard the whole time, but I gave you an episode, didn't I? Okay then. But yeah, just wanted to say that, but won't be so hard on myself because I feel like I do so much. And I think that that's also why I notice the irritation I feel where people who I assume maybe wrongly, rightly, whatever, who don't have as much in their life to do as I do, that they that they take time to do the things that they're required to do. But again, you don't know what people have going on. We all have different energetic centers and we all work differently. So I'm always having to check myself, especially as somebody who runs a business and stuff, um, to not sort of like be like oh well um why aren't people doing things the way that I would do things because not everybody's gonna do things the way that you do things that's just life that's life that's life um and just letting it be what it is but anyway let's get to the tarot I feel like yeah let's get to the tarot for this week so this week's tarot letter reads to Kalechi I'm 22 years old and this life has already been difficult. <laughs> I hear you, baby. I was, oh, trigger warning, trigger warning, assault. I'll start again. To Kalechi, I'm 22 years old and this life has already been difficult. 
I was assaulted a couple of years ago, once by my cousin and another by a family friend. He was convicted in 2021 and sentenced for 10 years. Since my traumas, I've been dealing with binge eating, masturbation and hypersexuality. However, as of end of last year, I've started online CBT, which has been helpful. And I'm just working on how to change things now while I'm young. End of last year, I was experiencing negative emotions, especially jealousy and comparison to my friend. It wasn't that I wasn't happy for her, but it sucked that I was feeling like I'm stuck. Anyways, I needed to distance myself and work on myself. I then eventually told her how I was feeling and she just ignored me. I understood that what I've said um, might be difficult and everyone has different and everyone have different opinions of it. So I gave her space. The sad bit was I still had to see her at university every day, knowing that I can't speak to her. This week, I told her that I didn't appreciate her ignoring me and I would have respected her if she just said that she needs space. I ended the friendship. Since last year, I've realized that I needed to work on myself and I haven't noticed it since I've just been dealing with what happened to me. These are the things I've mentioned already. And on top of um, top of it, get I've always been in some sort of relationships with men like sex, situationships, talking, etc. I wanted someone to love me, even if it was through sex. Anyways, I'm trying to love my younger self since she has already been through so much and hopefully I'll learn to love my current self. Lately, it's like I've just been losing friends, but at the same time, I'm setting my own boundaries and recognizing that I also need to improve myself. Just want to know what this year will represent for me. I am a Scorpio and I don't know the rest since my mum don't know. LOL. P.S. Oh, I've been, um, okay. Okay. P.S. I've been a member of your studio for almost two years and hopefully I'll perform at the winter showcase this year from your baby girl. Thank you, baby girl. I'm so sorry that I'm getting to this so late. Um, when did you send that? Winter showcase, rotted. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that you do perform at some point if you haven't performed at the showcase already. So you want to know what's happening for this year. But the first thing I want to say is to improve something means that something is bad, right? And in case nobody's told you today, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, you're not quote unquote broken. There's nothing per se to be improved. Um, more so maybe, you know, realigned and remembered. I'm so sorry that what happened to you happened because, oh, life is a lot, especially when somebody experiences assault. It's like, it takes so much from you. And, um, in, I I know that it's not enough, but I'm still sort of glad that the person was sentenced. Um, I know that we talk about prison systems and abolishing them. And, you know, I'm always honest about the fact that I'm very conflicted, especially when it comes to cases of assault. I know that people will explain that like, oh, we just need to have a community focused way of dealing with these things. And at the same time, I'm like, but respectfully, fuck them. You know, no. Um but that comes from a personal wounding as well, you know? So I feel for you. And um, let's see. 
I, you know, I appreciate that every point you're saying, you know, I am working on myself. And I actually think that it is a good thing that you come to the studio to do pole dance, because when you talk about, you know, the masturbation, the hypersexuality, all of those things, um, they are, they can result, um, from trauma, right. Especially sexual trauma. Um, I've experienced similar in the past and I had to really sit down and, you know, let's go through therapy, of course, um, and show myself a lot of compassion because essentially we, we become the wound, you know, that's what happens. We become the wound. So if it's something like sexual assault or sexual abuse, whatever the case may be, you objectify yourself or we objectify ourselves in the way that that, um, abuse made us feel. So, you kind of distance yourself from your body and then your body merely becomes this tool or this device in order to either acquire power, acquire affection or validation, simply just to be seen and hoping that by replicating the act in some way and trying to tap into that energy in some way, you can free yourself of the um, parts of that energy that just feel so confining. Um, And it's tough. You know, it's very, very tough. And I feel like it is a lifelong journey. And I rate you. I rate you for for being 22 and getting started on wanting to work on things in this way. Your younger your young your younger self will appreciate it and it will make a difference to who you are now and who you're going to grow to be. Um, you've got such a beautiful long life and path ahead of you. And I'm sorry that aspects of it started in this particular way. So you asked about your year, but let's just see what the general energy is for you anyway, rather than me trying to focus just on the year. I found that pole dance and twerk specifically um, was helpful alongside, you know, therapy and reading and um, finding community I mean, community is something I'm still finding, but meeting people, friends at the right time that just by their friendship with me, their friendships offered me a type of, um, a specific type of healing. And so I can see in your, um, kind of, um, your interactions with your friends and the people that you know, you've known how you're kind of ending friendships and things like that, that you're going through the same thing. I think that when you are wanting to heal from hurts, from wounds, um, all of that stuff, you will find that you're like, Oh, I don't want to do this particular friendship anymore because it hurts. And that's perfectly okay. Um, around 22 years, I I think that when I started as well, yeah. Um, the first card that came out for you, I'm going to change this screen so we can see better what I'm showing you um, on YouTube. The, third card, uh, the first card that comes out for you is the Ace of Swords. I'm just going to move my mic forward. It's the Ace of Swords. And so you're having the breakthrough that you need to have mentally um, in order for you to be able to move forward. You're on the right path, basically, in that regard. Let's see what other cards come out everybody goes about um working through their trauma in different ways and I'm sorry that your friend didn't um wasn't receptive to what you had to say and jealousy is a hard thing to admit but it's also a hard thing for people to hear that other people feel about them so you know 
she's probably processing in her own way. So, and going through her own things, you know, a lot of times, sometimes the reactions that people give us when we um, speak with them about certain things aren't necessarily about us. Like they've got their things going on as well. So the next card that you've got is the four of pentacles in reverse and the two of wands in reverse. So (laughs) don't be too hard on yourself if you're still figuring out your place in the world and having, feeling a sense of security. Um, these are, these things are all normal fam. You're 22. You're 22. You're doing fucking amazing. You know, it's like what I said to myself earlier. Like I've got to be very careful about, oh, I need to do more. I, I should do better. You're doing great. You're doing great. Like be easier on yourself and it can feel lonely. That's a, that's the um part. Yes. Look, we've got 10 of wands, like take it easy. 10 of wands here. I'll show that card. 10 of wands here, carrying all of this load on your head, um, trying to do a lot. You probably want to travel too, but I wouldn't say right now is the time to travel. But I'm saying that because we've got the two of wands card in reverse. Um, and then the green with envy is so interesting because the four of pentacles that came out in reverse for you, the figure is wearing a green suit and people usually talk about, oh, being green with envy. And you're looking at what other people have because you don't think that you have enough. Right. So you're looking at your friends thinking, oh, um, they seem so secure in them, in their bodies. They seem so happy with life. I don't have that. I wish I had that. But what you don't know what they've got going on. And whatever we feel that we, that we see in others that we desire, we already have in ourselves. It's just about, it's the blockage we feel that two of one's energy in reverse about being able to explore our inner worlds in order to be able to tap into it. For you right now, it is just, um, what I was going to say is healing is very lonely Like it is very, very lonely. Even if there are people who have similarities in what they're healing to you, it can still be a very, very lonely process. Um, So show compassion to yourself through the loneliness. Like don't beat yourself up if maybe you're entertaining a text or two from a couple of people. That's fine. Just be aware of what you're doing and why you are doing it. And I find that it's much easier to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to leave that right there where it is, as opposed to you kind of like, mindlessly following through um, or thoughtlessly following through a pattern and not addressing what it is. So then you've got the magician card because you are so, so, so super powerful. All right. And you're already showing that power. You're already showing um, that tenacity and that, you know, that just is kind of magnanimous um, life force by saying, rah, this is what I'm going to do for my life to heal. Um, and honestly, all I can say is that you're doing great. Let's see what we've got from the dickhead in recovery affirmation card deck for you. I've got a little something for you. Who is that? Was that five? five? I never remember the name of these groups. It wasn't damage. We had damage. We had ultimate chaos. Was ultimate chaos British? Damage was British. Hold on. What card do we had um have here? To cuss or not to cuss? That is the question. I am responsible for the answer. That's the card that you've got. Right? To cuss or not to cuss? That is the question. I am responsible for the answer. Yeah, like, ah. Uh, life's frustrating. 
Life is extremely frustrating And in every moment You just take your time to make the choices That you need to make in it Like you will feel anger That's another thing that I think That that card is speaking to That you are going to feel anger You are going to feel that jealousy You're going to feel like things were taking, taken away from you As a result of the assault um, Which makes you feel like you can't live your life The way that it looks like other people around you Are living their lives It's okay to acknowledge that again It's about being aware of these things And I think that you are You know, like You're doing as much as you can do in this moment With what you have And I'm honoured that you would like write in to see what the cards are for this year But for this, for you I, um, No place like home Interesting Is the card that you've got From the Wisdom of the Oracle deck Number 50 No place like home And it looks like There's a little lantern um, There's a little lantern And the home is the lantern Basically And it's up At the very very top of the clouds It's a very beautiful card It's giving Jack and the Beanstalk vibes Um but that's interesting, Jack and the Beanstalk, you know, when I think about it, just in regards to like, they felt like they didn't have much. So he planted these beans um, and then he climbed up the beanstalk only to go and meet one nonsense guy at the top of the beanstalk. Um, yeah, that just came to my mind. But um, the Oracle's message here says, home feels safe and secure. It's a comfortable place to rest and create, a place that is known and can, and you can call yours. This card signals... That your ability to trust yourself and feel at home in your own skin is beginning to solidify as you claim your dignity and integrity. Aspects of yourself no one can take away from you. You know who you are. You hold your head high, yet neither pride with um yet with neither pride nor humility. Um instead, you stand as the observer, seeing through the eyes of your soul. This puts you in a position of power and strength Like I said with that, the magician card You are safe here in the house of your spirit and spirit And I think that the reason that that card came out in reverse When um, I first pulled it Because I don't tend to read the Wisdom of the Oracle card deck card In reverse um, like that I think the reason that it came out is because a lot of us When people go, oh, things like, oh, you know Home is where the heart is And rare, 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 rare Home didn't always feel safe for us So when you make a reference of home It doesn't strike up feelings of like Fuzzy candy floss stuff within some of us It's actually a place of tension, all right? And so what we've then had to do over time Is cultivate the home within ourselves Which I think we all have to do at some point But some people have the the benefit, the privilege, the blessing of also having a physical home that's felt that way from childhood But some of us have not So then it's the case of making this home or creating this home within yourself So I've got a cancer fourth house um, So I'm so fixated at the moment about like I need, I want a bigger home I need a bigger home I want to be in a safer neighbourhood Safer, safer, safer neighbourhood Safer And then the other night Something happened around my area And I just thought Oh fuck this Like I do not want to be here Like fuck this And I had to centre myself again And I did something very, very woo woo Very woo woo And I, I was lying down I couldn't get back to sleep Because it was like 2.40 in the morning I was lying down I put my hand on my chest and I put one hand out towards the direction of the kind of like the area, the neighborhood. And I just tried to imagine like beautiful golden light. And I was just sending that light out 
and thinking about everything that's happening in the world at the moment and sending that light out. And because that's all I felt like I I could do in that moment. And yet it felt like enough, you know, because right now I can't change the living condition. I'm building a freaking, you know, um, amazing children's home and resource center in Nigeria. I've got so many things that I'm responsible for. Why would I now come and do gragra with my own spirit? Because I can't change the immediate things. But what I can do is try to leave my energetic imprint in the best way possible with all the other energies that are flowing about that don't feel very positive at all. So I say all of that, baby girl, to say, like, for your for a relative to treat you the way that they treated you and violate you in such a way, I can imagine that home doesn't feel generally like a safe place. So you're doing amazing work right now by um, taking these steps to cultivate a home within yourself. And of course, when we have a beautiful home, we want to invite people into it. So I understand wanting the friendships and wanting your friends to be part of your journey. But understand also that once, as you rather, get everything the way that you want it to be, that feels safe for you, the people who will respect the safety of what you are creating and what you are um, bringing into um, the physical, they will gravitate towards you too. So I'm sending you all the love and I pray that that resonates with you. If you ever want to send your tarot questions in, you can send it to sym at kalechiokafor.com. If you want to join patreon.com forward slash kalechiokafor, um, I do month uh, your month ahead readings there now as well. So thank you to everybody that sent back feedback so far that they love their readings. Um, so yeah, I'll send out your month ahead reading once you join the Straw Society tier. Um, so you don't have to send me a question. You will just um, receive a message, a personalized message for you um, for the theme that you're likely to be experiencing for that month. And once you're on the tier for three months, you then get a 30 minute one-to-one Zoom tarot reading with me. So we can actually talk about a question that you want us to focus on. So that's that, right? I got through that. Look at that 34 minutes in. Look at my life. Look at my life. Let me know. Anyway, my random bursts of song. Before I finish Share Your Magnificence, I also wanted to share this magnificence which um, from Dr. Raven. So we already know that our melanin is popping, ish popping. So what I didn't know was that melanin could do a number of other things as well. So I'm just going to play this video from um, Dr. Raven about just the the wonderful things that she's discovered about melanin recently. She says, dude, this is a tweet she wrote. She said, dude, I'm doing research on the melanin molecule and it makes me want to jump straight back into the lab. I had no idea we were considering it as a semiconductor for implantable bioelectronics to treat diseases like Parkinson's. This feels like Wakanda. No, this is Wakanda. Um... And she basically says, this is all medical and biological engineering. Look at who the new executive director of the American Institute of Medical and Biological Engineering is. Dawn Barod, a PhD. Um, cute, cute lady, cute hair. Um, it's funny all the people that have been fi- fired that were heads of diversity and inclusion at their organizations recently. But we're going through like a mass societal regression, like 
2020 sparked 20 Obama getting presidency, even though I have my reservations and my thoughts about that. Um, Obama's uh, presidency, 2020 um, Black Lives Matter marches, all of these things sent white supremacy into a tiz. So in order to like reclaim power, regain power, everything that's to do with diversity is being rolled back. But we're going to talk about that shortly um, as well. You know, when we talk about affirmative action um, being taken away um, in America now, we'll get into that shortly. But back to this, though, I just thought this was super cute. And I think Dr. Raven is so cute. She's so pretty. Anyway, um, let me play you this. It's Dr. Raven. I was doing research on the melanin molecule. Found out that researchers are exploring it as a semiconductor for implantable bioelectronics to treat diseases like Parkinson's. My mind was blown. This is Wakanda. And so let me explain to you what this all means. It sounds like a lot, but it's actually really cool. Electricity is all about the flow of electrons, which are these teeny tiny charged particles. These charged particles move through a material called a conductor. Conductors, like metals, let electrons move freely while insulators like rubber or plastic stop electron flow. Melanin, it's not just a pigment that gives us our skin, hair color, eye color. It's actually a complex molecule with unique properties that researchers are discovering could revolutionize the field of bioelectronics. It's super cool. Bioelectronics are a class of medical devices that use electrical signals to interact with our body's biological system. These devices often involve advanced materials like semiconductors or biocompatible materials to help electronic components communicate with living tissues. Melanin is super special because it acts as a semiconductor. It can conduct electricity under certain conditions. And this property has caught people's attention who are considering melanin as a potential material for implantable bioelectronic devices. You can imagine a world where we'll use melanin to create cutting edge devices capable of treating diseases. Dr. Raven, how do we get this melanin? Where that melanin coming from? A lot of people think that we actually getting this from people. One, no, we're not getting this from people. (laughs) The actual convention approaches for isolating melanin include getting them from natural sources like octopus ink. Y'all know when the octopus get all scared and they and they run away and they squirt ink? That ink is black because it has melanin in it. That is black ink. We can get melanin from types of fungus. We can get melanin from types of bacteria. There's melanin all around us. It's actually very inconvenient to try to extract melanin from human tissue. I honestly hope that this inspires people to become scientists so that we can continue exploring all of these molecular discoveries. I mean, we're talking about a molecule that we're looking at every day. It's what makes us look like this. And we're still learning about all of its amazing features. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Raven. So, I mean, there we go. Thank you, Dr. Raven. Two slaps on your chest. Like I have electricity. Shake it, baby. Shake it. I feel your vibration. (laughs) I always knew I was electric. I always knew that I was magical. Um, But that's fascinating, isn't it? And I'm so glad that then she clarified that, you know, we can get melanin from like squid ink. Oh, no, so octopus ink. We can get it from here. We can get it from there. Although like, let's not trouble the sea babies and all of that because they're getting vexed. The orcas are, you know, uprising. Like, let's not piss off the ocean anymore fungi she said that it's there look at my experience currently with it um it's so fascinating i'm glad that she specified that because you know leave black people alone we saw what happened with henrietta Lacks. um it's so fascinating what black people are able to like contribute 
to science. I just wish that it happened without us being um, tortured in the process. Um, so, and also just because you can get it from all these other places doesn't mean that white supremacy won't be like, oh, actually, no, but still black, blacks, blacks. But I just think that that's so cool. But again, Pluto and Aquarius. So over the next 20 years, I think we're going to see some major innovations um, scientifically. And I agree that more people need to get into science because your homie, um, Elon Musk, is doing a lot. So science and technology, more babes, get into it because I can't take this, this, this apartheid baby fucking things up. But thank you for that, Dr. Raven. Two slaps on your chest. Wonderful, wonderful things. Oh, so that's that for Share Your Magnificence, um, going from one extraordinary story about our, you know, our bodies um, to another story about bodies or rather remains, right? So um, Pink was recently performing and um, at a concert and somebody in the audience decided to throw their mother's ashes Onto the stage Because I guess maybe she was a pink fan Let's see what I don't know if we'll even be able to really hear what she says But I'm gonna try and play it this you lot are weird 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 behavior weird how is it that now your mum is rice and crispy and then you're popping her onto the stage what the hell do you have no decorum do you have like none because i'm sorry this is why maybe i wasn't built to be a pop star because you're gonna throw your mother's ashes on the stage at me because she wanted to oh lord Lord, the people who aren't washing legs are doing wild things again. They're doing wild things again. Your mom dies, your mom gets cremated. And then you go, oh, my mom's always loved pink. And then while she's singing, I can't stay on your last four cousin making me. I think I get out of here where I can run just fast as I can. To the middle of nowhere Her mouth is open When she's singing that To the middle of my frustrated fears And I Oh, is it my frustrated tears? Her mouth is open And just like a pill And then the, 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 the Your mum's ashes just went <laughs> Right to the back of her throat Instead of making me better You keep making me ill I don't even know if ashes can make you ill But that is wild behaviour Don't do that don't do that. That is very, very, that's weird. Don't do that. Woo. Woo. I don't know. Pink, I hope you're right. Because, woo. Going from Pink doing her performance to another performer. If I tell you, say I love you all. Davido, what's going on? What is going on? I don't try to be too into anybody's business, but David O, my only critique so far of him has been that song, um, 
one of his first songs uh, where he's just not saying anything. He's just not. The name's gone out of my head now, but um, yeah, he just wasn't. He was just mumbling, and I just thought it was very odd. Like, but then I think his career has developed since, and he's found better lyricists since. Whatever. Anyway, a lady called Anita Brown jumped upon the internet to say that um, again. Um, I, I think maybe trigger warnings good at this point as well. That, you know, she's been dating David O, the Af- um, Afrobeat artist, for a very long time. Um, one minute she claimed that she didn't know that he was married to Chioma, but then next minute she was just like, oh, Chioma, who's his wife, knew about her. Remembering that David O, um, a little while ago, lost his son. His son died. I think his son drowned. Um, I think I could be wrong. But um, yeah, so there's that tragedy. But this lady, Anita, comes online to say that she's pregnant for David O and that he's aware because they've been, you know, they've been, you know, knocking bomb bomb for a a while. And he told her that she should essentially abort the baby because, you know, he's married and, you know, he's going through a lot with the loss of his um, son and, you know, he, he just can't be dealing with all of that. Um, she aired him out And meanwhile he was there performing at what Afro Nation <sighs> Why do you lot put yourself in these positions Because It's not fair On the women that you marry That's just minding their business Kind of like Two-Face, Adibia And Annie, his, his um, wife Like you it, To me it's a form of abuse if you insist on dating people who are going to show up and then start disrespecting your primary partner. And if like, it doesn't have to be like this. It really, really doesn't. Like, oh, she said some wild things. I thought like some of the things that she said were rather xenophobic as well. She alluded to the baby being used for money ritual or something like, again, like you'll go and start fapping, fapping and whacking, whacking, bomb, bomb with these people that aren't trustworthy because you're not trustworthy. Like you'd only be doing what you're doing because you're not a trustworthy person, right? But you're giving them information that then they can twist any which way and put out there into the world that seriously mars your character, but also affects, that's my main concern, affects your partner who had no part in any of the fuckery that you're doing. It's a whole messy thing. It's a whole messy thread that she wrote. She was talking and talking and talking And apparently she's not the only person That he got pregnant recently as well There are a couple of or a few others And like For me it's not the pregnancy That's the scandal in all of this It's that You've got a wife A partner who's there Minding her business And you're sleeping with all of these people Unprotected All of these people even if we say use condom, there are actually some STIs that a condom can't protect you from. Like, you have to be a very, very, like, wounded or nasty person to subject somebody to that. I'm just disgusted. Like, men will really, I'm not even embarrass you, embarrass themselves, because what the fuck? Like, all the money that you're getting. All you're concerned with is to go and submerge your face in somebody's in somebody's um, labia. 
Like how much pussy is too much pussy? Like, let me know. At, at what point is it like, you know what? I don't tire. It's enough. Because if you know you're not about it, don't get married. It's literally not by force, especially for a man. It's literally not by force. But then she alluded to, oh, he married Chioma because of the tragedy and da 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 da. Don't chat if you're, if, if my thing is, oh Lord, don't let me cheat on my girlfriend. Ooh, cause as far as I can see, she loves only me. Oh Lord, don't let me cheat on my girlfriend. But Lord, if you can stop me from cheating, don't let me get caught. Big tune. Don't let me get caught. Just don't let me get caught. Big tune, big tune. Um, Have some decorum. I keep saying it like, if that is the path, if you say that that is your wayward ministry, don't tell these people things about your partner that if it were to come out, will put your partner in such a humiliating space. It's already humiliating already that, oh, he's been cheating, he's been moving wild. But then they have information or they can put... Um, they can purport to have information about them that's rather intimate and that could have only come from you. That, that is when you're sloppy. That is when you're ridiculous and you're disgusting. I mean, you were ridiculous and disgusting and so for, for so many reasons. But for that, sharing their intimate details, you're raggedy. You are absolutely raggedy. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember the song because I really... Uh, Emma Bami Duro, that's it. Emmy Omo Baba Lowo, Lowo, Emmy Wafer Dami Duro, Emma Dami Duro. I don't know what I said the first time. Emma Dami Duro, don't stop me. Emmy Omo Baba Lowo, I'm a son of um a, a very, very wealthy man. Um, And you come into that song and you go, if you focus on writing lyrics instead of whacking bomb, you wouldn't be in this situation. And I just continue to say R.I.P. to that little baby that 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 went away, you know, that passed away. I, and sorry to Choma that you're so raggedy. That's all I got. That's all I got. Allegedly. Let's sprinkle that in there as well, on top of everything. Allegedly. Um... Uh, so that's that part of So You Mad Another part of So You Mad What else did I want to say While well, your favourite chicken shop girl That you lot helped to rise to fame In fact that should be a share your magnificence Yeah I want to share your magnificence The people Black people Who are so invested Specifically I'm going to go there Black men Who prioritise going on This girl's show so she rises to such a, um, a position that black women presenters aren't in. She rises to such a position that then she puts you lot to the side and she's like, oh, I'm interviewing Jennifer Lawrence instead. You know, they're in a chicken shop and they're wearing evening dresses, cocktail dresses, in fact, because it's okay to come into our cultures and I don't necessarily mean in terms of ethnicity or anything like that, but it could be a class thing as well, you know, as it intercepts with um, race and ethnicity um, and whatever else. But she, I've always had a problem with um, 
your little chicken shop girl because it's always felt very voyeuristic and colonial that and it's always felt like the joke was on us but you would kiki and your record labels would send you the specifically the black artists onto her show and it seems to be a a trend at the moment where black male artists go onto these white women's shows usually conventionally attractive white women um sat very closely with them and then they're asking you racy questions while looking longingly in your eyes and you're sat there awkwardly sometimes looking you know raunchily back and that's a whole thing um and while some might be like oh I don't see the issue in it there's something about it there's something about the way that it's done that feels like misogynoir I can't articulate it And maybe some of you might have the words That I currently don't But it feels like misogynoir We're not as black women Who present, who do the things we do Getting that particular positioning Because generally speaking We're not deemed attractive in the same way We are attractive, don't get it twisted Like we're paying Absolutely paying, okay But it's the way that it's been positioned Within the industry And so it's like, go on to these girls shows Because at the end of the day, ah, I think I've got it These white girls are the ones That are going to come to your shows They're the ones that are going to buy your things They're the ones that we want to market to Because they're going to spend more money Because you know your black girls, they're brokies And they just buy eyelashes and wigs So we want to market to these girls Who spend their money on, um, I don't know Biscuit smelling fake tan Or whatever the case may be That's no shade, I'm just saying So Ideally, they're just like, they have more disposable income. So we need for you to be attractive to them. So we need to have an every girl that they relate to, that you interact with. So they come and invest in you and then you make it in the charts. And then it continues to be a cycle and a cycle and a cycle where you want to keep that proximity to these particular white girls and women in order that you can have the career that you feel that you want. And when you try to have a conversation about racism, when you try to have a conversation about colorism online, everybody starts acting deliberately obtuse. Like they don't understand what's being said. And then people will jump up and be like, oh, well, let's not lie. Um, As a light skinned person, I was also bullied by black people in school. And you're not telling the full story is the thing. I'm not denying your experience per se, but I ask you to, again, interrogate the lens through which you are telling that particular story. Is all I'll say about that But you know Good on you lot For helping your chicken shop girl To get to where she got to Well done Um, I was going to talk about this person That wrote a very shady comment to Somebody that was just excited That they got some money back from HMRC You know the revenue and customs Got some tax back That they overpaid tax And they were like How can you take that back? How can you take that money back During a cost of living crisis From the HMRC You're a doctor You would have been fine anyway And I I have to believe That everything is not okay with you In fact Not much is okay with you Because what kind of take? Why are you lot so beholden To governmental structures? And you don't see how it's great that the average You don't have that energy For Rishi Sunak And all of them people Matt Hancock Boris Johnson When they're chopping your money You don't have the energy for them But this person Who's clearly overpaid on tax They were paying tax They were paying the tax Then they overpaid the tax So they got the money back And you're like Oh well What so HMRC should keep it So they can continue To use that money To pay off the debt That they um, accrued When they were paying off Slave owners But not the enslaved 
after um, slavery was abolished. I mean, I know that they said that they finished paying that off in 2015. But what I'm saying is that they don't need to hold my money. Not when that's what they were paying off. They don't need to hold my money. And not when we haven't talked about how are we going to sort out reparations for people who were actually enslaved or their descendants. But you want me to feel sorry. Fuck off. Fuck off. Um, and I guess the last story for So You Mad, um, Twitter was struggling. Twitter was heavy breathing like my MacBook from last week's episode. Twitter went down, started saying rate limits exceeded, rate limits exceeded. Initially, because I was shadow banned on Instagram, I truly thought, oh no, you know, and um, I was shadow banned on Instagram and TikTok. So... I really believed that, oh, you know what's happened? I've been shadow banned on um, Twitter as well. But that wasn't the case. (laughs) Everybody's account was going through it. Cut a long story, Elon. Um, Google was the main server um, for hosting, I guess, um, Twitter and how Twitter runs. It was, you needed to, or Elon needed to renew that service on the 30th of June, Elon did not um, renew it or do what he needed to do. So then <laughs> I think he owed like 1 billion or something. So he didn't do what he needed to do, which meant that people couldn't tweet properly or couldn't read tweets or anything like that. So he comes online, he's just like, yeah, I've got to even bring up the tweet. He was like, well, basically, um, due to the things that are happening online at the moment, people have been limited to being, um, if you're not verified, you can read 600 tweets a day. If you are verified, you can read 6,000 tweets a day um, and whatever else. And like, who the fuck are you to be like limiting what people can and can't read? Especially because journalists were losing it because, you know, like journalists nowadays can't do anything without our tweets. And for a lot of us, we get all of our information in real time. So they're like, what do you think you're doing? Then Jack, who was the, one of the founders or the founder of um, Twitter, jumps online or was his CEO, whatever, comes online and he was like, oh, he just puts a, posts a picture of grass because obviously people had been in, insulting him. Like, look what you've done by selling it to this silly motherfucker. So he just posts a picture of grass. And I just felt like that was so condescending, telling people to go and touch grass and not be complaining about this thing. But you understand that Twitter is also used in terms of mobilization. And this is what I was saying last week about how some of you over-identify with billionaires, because look at how the billionaires don't give a fuck. They literally don't give a fuck about how you use the site because they're still getting the money. You know, Jack got his money, got paid off. He's out doing whatever he's doing with cryptocurrency. Um, what is it? Um, Elon Musty, he's doing what he's doing, running Twitter into the ground. But everybody, they're both cool, right? But should something happen tomorrow, you'd be like, oh, just because somebody's a billionaire doesn't mean they're evil. It absolutely does in certain regards. It absolutely does. Because it shows that there is a lack of consideration because how did you accrue that amount of wealth and why has it not been redistributed in one way or another? I'm not saying don't have things because of course, you know me, I'm a baby girl. I love a cute shoe. I love a cute bag. I want things, but I also understand the point where having too much so that other people don't have enough, that's when things get mad, right? So he posts that picture and rightly so people start flogging him because you're very cheeky and you're very hypocritical. Um, Elon is there saying, oh, well, you know, we've now upped the limit to um, a thousand and then these lot have 10,000. It was just bullshit. 
basically he he hadn't migrated the servers. He hasn't done what he needed to do. So everything was struggling and he was trying to buy it and he was trying to save face basically. But remember when I said that social media is going to implode, apparently Instagram is going to be introducing their own version of Twitter, which would be really interesting. I don't know how that's going to work because they don't like for anybody to talk about anything that they deem controversial. So yeah, I don't know how that's all going to go down. But remember when I said social media is going to implode and it's important to invest in where you can share your thoughts and share your voice more than ever. I'm going to remind you that I said that get your newsletters sorted, get your website sorted, your whatever the case may be, get your thing sorted because this is going to continue. And in fact, it's going to get to a point where our private information, then there's a leak and then there's a problem here and there's a problem there. So it's actually not even safe for you to have your actual identity online. Then they took the blue tick. I ain't tried to get the blue tick back. I ain't tried to get the blue tick back. It is what it is. Like I'm verified by the most high. I'm not verified by some pussy clout apartheid baby where his family has emerald mines. And they've, they've thrived on the subjugation of black people. I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, I look at all these platforms and I'm just like, I can only do so much, you know, I can only do so much, whether it's YouTube, uh, whether it's even this podcast. Like I keep thinking back to what Apex Zero said when we had that, when I chat and had that chat with him about the capitalistic indoctrination that a lot of us, um, are subjected to um, and we become enamored by, hypnotized by even, where we're always focused on growth. What I have isn't good enough because somebody else has more. It even goes back to the letter that our baby girl sent in today. What I have is not good enough because somebody else has more. But what if what you have is fantastic and it's good enough and not everything is about expansion? Not everything is about more and more and more. Like let things develop as they will, but also maintain and sustain what you have. Sustainability is a buzzword that greenwashed, um, greenwashing corporations love to use. But I think in our day-to-day lives, we don't consider sustainability enough. Um, and so I had to check myself and be like, you know, because that was one of the reasons I was coming in today. I was in this headspace that I quickly moved out of, but I was aware that I was in that headspace or in, yeah, in that sort of mode of thinking where I was just like, what the fuck is even the point of doing all of this? Every time I'm there sharing my knowledge, sharing my insight, trying to bring people together, trying to help people understand things, whether it's through the podcast, whether it's through making this video or doing this and doing this and everywhere, my fucking reach is suppressed everywhere. Because I'm not t- what talking about sex, sex, sex all the time. And there's nothing wrong because we're learning um, and sex is a great thing to talk about. But my thing is that society would prefer that because it's just like, yeah, focus on that and nothing controversial. But sex can be controversial. Of course, we know that. But or even if it's not sex, like, oh, I'm not talking about football. But even if you talk about football in a particular way, you're going to be suppressed there as well. The moment you start using whichever mode of um, or of interest that you have to critique white supremacy, at everything luck off. And that's what it feels like. So I was in that space today, like, fuck it all. Like I keep doing and doing and doing. And where is it even going? Where the fuck is he even going? Because people are going to have their endless critique 
um, or criticisms even of what I'm doing here. Well, I'm just fed the fuck up. And then the moment I sat down, press record, I was, I was ready to go. And I think that that's why that gospel song was on my mind as well that I sang at the top of the show, because what I need to practice more of and continue to lean into is letting go. I can only do what I feel I'm called to do and what speaks to my heart, what speaks to my soul. I do that. However people receive it, when they receive it, it's up to them. But in this life, like I must, I must chop enjoyment small, small. I must chop enjoyment. I must. And that enjoyment doesn't come by stressing about, oh, well, why do they um, restrict my views here? Why do they do this? And why do they do that? Fuck all of that. I've done as much as I can do. You know, I'm not stressing about um, book sales. I'm not stressing about ticket sales for the live show. Fuck it all. I've done everything I'm meant to do. Like I, I've done that. I've showed up. It's time for life to do what life does. It's that simple. So I hope that that kind of resonates with people because you know I went off on a tangent, baby. You know I went off on that tangent. Um, well, yeah, I think that's that for um, So You Mad. So I might as well quickly, quickly jump to Straw of the Week. Surprise, surprise. It's the Metropolitan Police. I know, I know, I know. It's wild. It's wild. It's like, what? Really? Kelechi? Huh? Why the Metropolitan Police? Well, I'll tell you why. So last Monday, Daniel DeSimone, he is um, a journalist for the BBC, um, used this point to say, BBC, obviously we haven't forgiven you for covering up all of the stuff with Jimmy Savile and Tim Westwood, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. Um, Daniel Simone um, has been investigating for a while why the police, the Metropolitan Police, refused to name that there was a sixth attacker um, who murdered Stephen Lawrence Stephen Lawrence was murdered 30 years ago 22nd of April 30 years ago um, 30 years later Is when we're hearing of Matthew White Now a lot of the legal heads A lot of the legal minds were like Well we already knew about him We already Okay alright Alright thank you Thank you I want lawyer of the year Champion lawyer Champion Because sometimes some of you do that And it really really pisses me off When you're like Well we already Okay we didn't know us lay people. We didn't know. So you knew. Now add add some, add some. You know some 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 flourish, some 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 pizzazz, some sparkle to what you've been knowing. Otherwise, you're just telling us that you knew. All right. Anyway, we now find out that Matthew White was the sixth attacker. Of Stephen Lawrence Not only was he the sixth attacker He was the instigator He was the one who initially shouted over the street When Stephen Lawrence and Dwayne um, Was it Dwayne Brooks Were standing there um, Waiting um, for a bus Shouted over And then the other five ran over And they began to beat Stephen Lawrence Dwayne ran Beat Stephen And then stabbed him to death um, From the very very beginning the Met had been told that there was a guy that had like dusty blonde hair, white guy, dusty blonde hair. It was described numerous times for some reason. They didn't follow up on him specifically. We're now being told his name because obviously 
Daniel DeSimone, the journalist, did the investigations and he was just like, these are all the ways, these are all the times that you've buried information about this guy specifically, or you've not followed a lead about this guy specifically. Why? Why? Anyway, um, we now know of him, but what's the point when he died in 2021 at the age of 50, a heroin addict from what I read? You are the reason, you are the primary reason Stephen Lawrence is not with us today. You're the primary reason that Stephen Lawrence isn't out here being an architect, you bitch. I hope that whatever dimension that you end up in, that it, you are just, you're ripped to shreds for eternity. That, that they just continually rip you to shreds for eternity, you evil, nasty bitch. And to all the police officers that helped to keep him out on the road, right? It will never, ever, 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 ever be well with you either. Um, so um, what's his name? Clive, what's his name? Let me bring it up. Because Clive Driscoll, that's it, it's back in my head. Clive Driscoll was the um, um, detective. You know, they do their chief superintendent. I don't know, one of them titles that he's got. He was the main police officer that managed to get two of the Stephen Lawrence, um, two of Stephen Lawrence's murderers um, convicted. He wanted to go out after the rest because the judge said, that he should. And he was even interested in Matthew White. They, in fact, the Met Police is so fucked up that they had Matthew White initially listed as a witness as opposed to a suspect. The same thing that they did with Chris when they murdered Chris Cabba and they had the police officers down as witnesses. How can you be a witness when you lot fired the shot and, and killed the man? But they had um, Chris Cabba, the police officers that shot Chris Cabba, they had them down as witnesses as opposed to like suspects. Now you're suspects. Because you can't still explain to us how you came about doing what you did to Chris Cabber. And where's his Rolex watch? But anyway, back to Stephen Lawrence. So Clive Driscoll wanted to go and investigate further, get the other people who murdered Stephen Lawrence, um, wanted to do all of that. Cressida Dick, our friend Cressida, that handmaiden of Beelzebub, that turkey-necked cow, that cow was his superior, Clive Driscoll's superior at the time. And she told him not to go after anybody else. And that is how you know. And I won't say allegedly because Cressida, come and find me and let's fight. If you're about it, one-on-one, -on -one, let's go. Because the evil you have done in this world, in this London specifically, it's enough. It is enough. Cressida. Cressida. It will never, ever, 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 ever be well with you in this life. Because, wow, that the racism is racismizing. The same bitch that turned around in 2020 and said, oh, you know what? It's not um, helpful for us to refer to the Met Police as um, institutionally racist. Um they, you were the same one that said that the Stephen Lawrence case is now inactive. How, how could you deem the Stephen Lawrence case inactive? But every year we're searching for Madeline McCann, telling us that another drain pipe has been drained because you've got leads that you can find something there. Is she Super Mario? Or is she Luigi? Why are we looking in drain pipes? After how many years you're still looking for this one Madeline when we know Wagwan with her parents? 
But when it's Stephen Lawrence, where you know that there are a number of people who are culpable for this crime, you said that the case is inactive. And that is how God will enact and will deactivate any blessing that was ever going to find your life. And I want God to activate. Holy Spirit, activate every smiting that can deal with you in this life. You, you, I can't even say witch because I like witches. You bitch. Wow. Because everybody let Matthew White run riot. He then went and assaulted, quite seriously so, another black man on the same road where he attacked Stephen Lawrence. And he even said while attacking him, I'm going to do you up like I did that black, uh, black, black guy, Stephen. I'm calling my mates and we're going to do you up. We're going to do you up. So no remorse. No remorse. Why was he allowed to continue? Why did they, why did everybody in Eltham, especially the police force, why did they cover up for him so much? One, who was paying to keep him out of jail and who was paying to keep him, um, you know, away from the eyes of the police in that regard. And you know what? I just find the police in Eltham really, really funny. I'll say that. Not Well, yeah, maybe Eltham Lewisham. Because I remember there was this guy that I used to know Somebody that I used to Some guy that I used to know He got in trouble one time And because his mum worked in the comms Or she worked in like I don't know whether it's dispatch or whatever For the police She went into the system And changed his name So she she put his name as his middle name In the system So whenever he would do anything else It wouldn't show up He was white So it wouldn't show up I still remember that and I and that makes me think that everybody was doing whatever they liked in that area specifically. Um, yeah. But um, back to my story. Not my story, but you know, it's happened. Who, what did Matthew White mean to you or to somebody that means something to you lot that you kept covering up and kept covering up? Even Matthew White's stepfather came forward and said, oh, hey, so my stepson is a murderer. My stepson did rare, 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 rare. We knew his alibi was fake because the women that he used as part of this alibi were like, no, no, that's not how it happened. Clive Driscoll went and looked into all of this as well as, um, um, what is his name? Daniel DeSimone, the BBC investigator, um, reporter that wrote the article that came out last week, Monday. So yeah, all of these things, all of these things were taking place. Why didn't you follow up on what the stepfather said? But they did it in such a way because Matthew's dad, oh sorry, Matthew's mum married two other men after being with Matthew's dad. The police put the other stepfather's name in the system. So if anybody was going to investigate it, they're just going to hit a dead end because that's not the stepfather that said that he was moving like, like, uh, you know, a murderer, that he was a murderer. Um, was he an informant? Was he undercover and he went too under the cover? You're gonna have to you're gonna have to say something. You're gonna have to let us know something. Cause don't think that just because he's dead, that means that the situation is no. No, and don't come with no pussyclart apology either, Mac and Mark Rowley, about, oh, you know, we regret this and we regret that. Every time I've seen you, Mark, it's been at a memorial for some black person that. Um, their deaths 
have been marred. Even they, they died in an untimely way, but then the circumstances around their death has been marred by the nasty racism of the Metropolitan Police. And you're there in your shine, shine suit looking sad. What does that mean for us? You just showing up after the fact and looking sad. What does that mean? And yet at the same time, you don't want to accept that the Metropolitan Police is institutionally racist. What is happening on that in that bald head of yours? What's happening? I give up. I give up because I feel like I talk, I talk, I talk, and I don't even know where the talking is going to. In fact, I've really talked today. <sighs> my, my final one is to the French police. Fuck you. Fuck you, Emmanuel Macron. Um, in case you don't know, um, Nahil Merzouk is a uh, French-Algerian 17-year-old um, um, young man who was killed at point-blank range by French police. Um, he was, he's like a, he was a delivery driver and, um, they did this traffic stop that they've done to a lot of black and Arab people in France that usually ends up in them killing the black or Arab people. Um, it's extremely Islamophobic in France. It's extremely racist in France and it's just on another level. And so for the past few days, there've been riots all around France because of the murder of, um, um, Nahil. This isn't the first time I've, on the show that I've talked about French police moving wild and, and just being horrendous. I think that anywhere in the world that you look at policing, because of how policing came about, you're always going to find that it's going to be um, anti-anybody who's not upper class white. Anybody that doesn't, um, and white and male specifically, you're, um, you're, you're going to find that it's very anti them, but specifically anti-black, specifically so. But um, we, I talked about um, um, Justice Portel when um, Theo was assaulted very, very horribly um, by the French police. He was 22 at the time, and that was in 2017. Um, and then now with Nahil, uh, shot him at point blank range. He died um, from gunshot wounds to the chest. And initially, when they didn't realize that there were videos that would tell otherwise, the police said that they did so because he threatened to run them over with his car. But what it shows, he was he was actually trying to leave. He was trying to go away from them. He, he wasn't trying to go towards them. And a police officer, a police officer shouted, I'm going to shoot you in the head and then proceeded to do so. So prove them to be liars again. Um, Nahil's mother was like, yeah, we've got to get justice for my baby. We riot. We riot. And there's a video of her revving a motorcycle during the riot. And people, um, one um, publication was like, oh, look at what his mom's doing instead of calming the situation down. She doesn't owe you calming the situation down. You as the state killed her son. She doesn't owe you. She doesn't owe you anything. She doesn't owe you calming people down. She doesn't owe you forgiveness. She doesn't owe you anything. Because let's look at all the other mothers where you as the police have done badly by their children whether you've killed them directly or you haven't been there to support them when their children have been killed. Like they give you the forgiveness and you give them sweet fuck all. You still can't even tell them the truth. So why should she? And also I'm very aware that she as, um, she's, I, I want to say white appearing woman, very, very light skin if we're going to go with that. But as a North African, very, I guess, light skinned woman, if we're going to call it that, I don't know what we want to call it. But because of her proximity to whiteness, Sha, she can do all of that. A darker skinned mother could not show that sort of um, rage. She couldn't. 
So even within how we get to show rage when our, our families, when our babies, whoever, the, whatever the case may be, the people in our um, community are snatched away from us, even colorism plays a role in that. So when you light-skinned people try to pretend that you don't understand, I don't understand, fuck you. Fuck you and your stupid fucking lies. Behave yourselves and get yourselves the fuck together. Wow. I didn't know I had this much to say. Rest in peace, Nahil. Fuck you, Emmanuel Macron, for turning around and saying that the reason that the riots are happening is because people play too many video games. First of all, that's an actual fallacy because video games, these violent video games, as you claim, research has shown that they actually lower people going to express violence outside. One. Two, don't try to move away from what the issue is. The issue is white supremacy. The issue is the rampant rampant racism, xenophobia, Islamophobia that that um, continues to run, r- run riot across France, across the across Europe, to be honest, uh, across the West. Um, that's the issue. You're telling people to calm down, to calm down when you have when your police force have ha- continued to kill people of this specific demographic. Why should they be calm when their lives are in danger? Go and speak to your mother wife about, about all of this stuff and get, get out of that position. But I'm saying get out of that position. It's only worse that will come and replace you, to be honest, because France is a cesspit. But m- another point that I have to make, look at all this bass in my voice, but you know this only comes out when I feel really passionate about something. All of you people who attended the Louis Vuitton show, You've been attending all of these um, fashion bits and doodly dali all around France, yet you have said pim. You haven't said pim about this situation. Why? All you know is enjoyment, enjoyment, enjoyment. But you don't, you fail to understand that your enjoyment will cease if you do not address the things that are happening in our society. You can't continue with escapism forever. And you better get on side and let people know which side you're on And very quickly, lest you be bundled with the rest of them that are going to get flogged It's mad I feel like I've said a lot Yeah You know all the things I require you to do Like I said, I'm fucking over it Do it, don't do it, that's your personal problem Have a great week, all right? I've been Kaleshi Okafor. This has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. I'm out. Bye. It's the Ben's Brunani woman. It's baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are gonna sip it. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.